Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast. My name is Randy Gudo, and it is day 74. We're going to jump right on in. Our reading for today is coming from Numbers chapters 22, verses 21 through 41, and chapter 23, Luke chapter 1, verses 57 through 80, Psalm chapter 58, and Proverbs chapter 11, verses 12 and 13. The translation I'm using throughout this podcast is the English Standard Version, also known as the ESV, and our format is the one-year Bible. Let's read. Numbers chapter 22, verses 21 through 41. So Balaam rose in the morning and saddled his donkey and went with the princes of Moab. But God's anger was kindled because he went, and the angel of the Lord took his stand in the way as his adversary. Now he was riding on the donkey, and his two servants were with him. And the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a drawn sword in his hand. And the donkey turned aside out of the road and went into the field. And Balaam struck the donkey to turn her into the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path between the vineyards, with the wall on either side. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she pushed against the wall and pressed Balaam's foot against the wall. So he struck her again. Then the angel of the Lord went ahead and stood in a narrow place, where there was no way to turn either to the right or to the left. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she lay down under Balaam. And Balaam's anger was kindled, and he struck the donkey with his staff. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey, and she said to Balaam, What have I done to you, that you have struck me these three times? And Balaam said to the donkey, Because you have made a fool of me, I wish I had a sword in my hand, for then I would kill you. And the donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your donkey, on which you have ridden all your life long to this day? Is it my habit to treat you this way? And he said, No. Then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand. And he bowed down and fell on his face. And the angel of the Lord said to him, Why have you struck your donkey these three times? Behold, I have come out to oppose you because your way is perverse before me. The donkey saw me and turned aside before me these three times. If she had not turned aside from me, surely just now I would have killed you and let her live. Then Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned. For I did not know that you stood in the road against me. Now therefore, if it is evil in your sight, I will turn back. And the angel of the Lord said to Balaam, Go with the men, but speak only the word that I tell you. So Balaam went on with the princes of Balak. When Balak heard that Balaam had come, he went out to meet him at the city of Moab, on the border formed by the Arnon, at the extremity of the border. And Balak said to Balaam, did I not send to you to call you? Why did you not come to me? Am I not able to honor you? Balaam said to Balak, Behold, I have come to you. Have I now any power of my own to speak anything? The word that God puts in my mouth, that must I speak. Then Balaam went with Balak, and they came to Kiriath Huzoth, and Balak sacrificed oxen and sheep, and sent for Balaam and for the princes who were with him. And in the morning, Balak took Balaam 
and brought him up to Bamoth Baal, and from there he saw a fraction of the people. Numbers chapter 23 And Balaam said to Balak, Build for me here seven altars, and prepare for me here seven bulls and seven rams. Balak did as Balaam had said, and Balak and Balaam offered on each altar a bull and a ram. And Balaam said to Balak, Stand beside your burnt offering, and I will go. Perhaps the Lord will come to meet me, and whatever he shows me I will tell you. And he went to a bare height, and God met Balaam. And Balaam said to him, I have arranged the seven altars, and I have offered on each altar a bull and a ram. And the Lord put a word in Balaam's mouth, and said, Return to Balak, and thus you shall speak. And he returned to him, and behold, he and all the princes of Moab were standing beside his burnt offering. And Balaam took up his discourse and said, From Aram Balak has brought me, the king of Moab from the eastern mountains. Come, curse Jacob for me, and come, denounce Israel. How can I curse whom God has not cursed? How can I denounce whom the Lord has not denounced? From the top of the crags I see him, from the hills I behold him. Behold, a people dwelling alone, and not counting itself among the nations? Who can count the dust of Jacob or number the fourth part of Israel? Let me die the death of the upright, and let my end be like his. And Balak said to Balaam, What have you done to me? I took you to curse my enemies, and behold, you have done nothing but bless them. And he answered and said, Must I not take care to speak what the Lord puts in my mouth? And Balak said to him, Please come with me to another place, from which you may see them. You shall see only a fraction of them, and shall not see them all. Then curse them for me from there. And he took him to the field of Zophim, to the top of Pisgah, and built seven altars, and offered a bull and a ram on each altar. Balaam said to Balak, Stand here beside your burnt offering, while I meet with the Lord over there. And the Lord met Balaam, and put a word in his mouth, and said, Return to Balak, and thus shall you speak. And he came to him, and behold, he was standing beside his burnt offering, and the princes of Moab with him. And Balak said to him, What has the Lord spoken? And Balaam took up his discourse and said, Rise, Balak, and hear. Give ear to me, O son of Zippor. God is not man that he should lie, or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not fulfill it? Behold, I received a command to bless. He has blessed, and I cannot revoke it. He has not beheld misfortune in Jacob, nor has he seen trouble in Israel. The Lord their God is with them, and the shout of a king is among them. God brings them out of Egypt, and is for them like the horns of the wild ox. For there is no enchantment against Jacob, no divination against Israel. Now it shall be said of Jacob and Israel, What has God wrought? Behold, a people! As a lioness it rises up, and as a lion it lifts itself. It does not lie down until it has devoured the prey and drunk the blood of the slain. And Balak said to Balaam, Do not curse them at all, and do not bless them at all. But Balaam answered Balak, Did I not tell you, 
all that the Lord says that I must do? And Balak said to Balaam, Come now, I will take you to another place. Perhaps it will please God that you may curse them for me from there. So Balak took Balaam to the top of Peor, which overlooks the desert. And Balaam said to Balak, Build for me here seven altars and prepare for me here seven bulls and seven rams. And Balak did as Balaam had said and offered a bull and a ram on each altar. Luke chapter 1, verses 57 through 80. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. And her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child. And they would have called him Zechariah after his father, but his mother answered, No, he shall be called John. And they said to her, None of your relatives is called by this name. And they made signs to his father, inquiring what he wanted him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And they all wondered. And immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed, and he spoke, blessing God. And fear came on all their neighbors, and all these things were talked about through all the hill country of Judea. And all who heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with him. And his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember His holy covenant, the oath that He swore to our father Abraham, to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve Him without fear in holiness and righteousness before Him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, For you will go before the Lord to prepare His ways, to give knowledge of salvation to His people in the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. Psalm chapter 58 Do you indeed decree what is right, you gods? Do you judge the children of man uprightly? No, in your hearts you devise wrongs. Your hands deal out violence on earth. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray from birth, speaking lies. They have venom like the venom of a serpent, like the deaf adder that stops its ear so that it does not hear the voice of charmers or of the cunning enchanter. O God, break the teeth in their mouths. Tear out the fangs of the young lions, O Lord. Let them vanish like water that runs away. When he aims his arrows, let them be blunted. Let them be like the snail that dissolves into slime, like the stillborn child who never sees the sun. Sooner than your pots can feel the heat of thorns, whether green or ablaze, May he sweep them away. 
The righteous will rejoice when he sees the vengeance. He will bathe his feet in the blood of the wicked. Mankind will say, Surely there is a reward for the righteous. Surely there is a God who judges on earth. Proverbs chapter 11, verses 12 and 13. Whoever belittles his neighbor lacks sense, but a man of understanding remains silent. Whoever goes about slandering reveals secrets, but he who is trustworthy in spirit keeps a thing covered. Let's pray. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus, and today I lift up all of our listeners. And God, I thank you that your grace is on us. Guide us by your Holy Spirit. Lead us into all truth. Father, I ask that you'd Open up our ears and open up our eyes and our hearts so we can hear and see and receive everything that you have for us. God, make it easy for us to be led by you. As your word goes forth, I pray that it would be able to find good soil in our hearts, that it would take root, and that it would bear fruit 30, 60, and 100-fold. Draw us closer to you. Let us experience the presence of your Holy Spirit. And we ask all of these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Today's devotional is coming from Numbers chapter 23. It's going to be short, sweet, and right to the point. We see what's going on here. Balak has called for Balaam, and what he wants is for Balaam to curse the children of Israel so that Balak can go in there and destroy them. He wants to go and attack, but he recognizes that God's hand is on them, so he needs them to get cursed before he'll step in there. And the only thing that Balaam can do is bless Israel. It's obviously really frustrating Balak, but Balaam has an answer for Balak. And I love this. In verse 18, it says, and Balaam took up his discourse and said, rise Balak and hear, give ear to me, O son of Zippor. I would love to say to every government official, to every educator, to every person out there who is trying to say things that the Bible does not say, to people who are saying after thousands of years of church history, hey, God did not mean those things about sexuality. Hey, when it comes to gender dysphoria and all this confusion, hey, God didn't really mean those things. Here's what I love to say. Rise, United States of America. Rise, education system. Rise, federal government, state governments. Rise, all of you politicians, all of you celebrities. And here, give ear to me. God is not man that he should lie or a son of man that he should change his mind. Let me tell you this right here. We're going to have big problems in every country that distorts God and distorts his word. He's not man. He doesn't think like you. He doesn't think like me. God is not a liar. So when God said things clearly in his scriptures from the Old Testament to the New Testament, understand this too. He also does not change his mind. So people that are saying, well, there's a different God and somehow in the New Testament he changed. God doesn't change because God doesn't have to change. We don't need a new insight. We need to grab a hold of what has already been the revealed truth of the word of God and latch on to that. He says, has he said and will he not do it? I will tell you this. He has said that he will judge nations. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Woe to those who call good evil and evil good. And God will fulfill what he said in regards to judgment, but also in regards to mercy. In Jeremiah 18, God took the prophet Jeremiah and took him to a potter's house. 
And this potter was making something at the wheel, some clay. And as he was making the clay, and we'll read this in the Bible 365 when we get to Jeremiah chapter 18. But while he was making this clay, it was marred. It was messed up in the potter's hands. And so the potter, he smashed it over again, making the pottery. And then God said this, O house of Israel, can I not do this with you? If I decree that I'm going to bless a nation, but that nation turns and begins to do evil, then I will not bless it and I will curse it instead. But also, if there is a nation that I declare that I'm going to curse it, but if it repents and turns, then I won't destroy it and I'll hold back destruction and I'll bless it. And I believe that we are at that place for sure in the United States of America of impending judgment. We've turned our back on God. And what's even worse is when we see a lot of people who profess the name of Christ who are misrepresenting him. God is not man that he should lie or a son of man that he should change his mind. We desperately need to turn back to God and we need to bow down and humble ourselves in reverence and give him his proper place in our lives and in our communities. Anyway, look, I'm going to go on a rant if I keep going. I hope that this devotional has made sense today. Usually they're very encouraging. I feel this is encouraging too because we need the mercy of God. We need the blessing of God on our country. I don't want judgment and I really don't want us to continue down the path I see so prevalent right now. We need a move of God. If you've enjoyed today's episode, go share it with a family or a friend. Give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, which I believe you can now. And if you'd like to drop me a line, go to my website at randygudo.com. I'd also like to share that we'll be going live in the factory once a week, which is a private Facebook group. You can email me for more information, or if you're on Facebook, you can find it at facebook.com, I think forward slash groups, forward slash forged in the factory. I hope I'm right about that. Love to see you in there. We have getting close to 200 people in there. Have a great day, everybody. And I will see you tomorrow with day 75.